Hi, this is Women Who Travel, a podcast from Condé Nast Traveller. I am Lale Arakoglu and with me, as always, and in person, for the first time in two years, is my co-host Meredith Carey. Hello. I'm going to take a guess and say that for most listeners, the idea of a wellness retreat probably seems deeply appealing right now. Not only as an opportunity to indulge in, say, decadent new spa treatments, but also to find time to just take a beat and seek a sense of quiet after a challenging few years. Of course, actually relaxing on your relaxing trip is easier said than done, which is why we're tapping two wellness experts for their advice on how to make the most of your next wellness trip. Traveller's very own Senior Features Editor, Becca Meisner, and Rebecca Platt, Director of Sales and Marketing at Sunswept Resorts in St. Lucia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Lale. So I'd love to kick it off by asking how each of you have integrated wellness into your personal travels. How has that factored into the trips you've been taking long before we were in a pandemic? Obviously, the the last two years, I mean, personal travel has been, let's, shall we say, rather limited, um, (laughs) very restricted. Um, So for me, um, my personal travels have only just really started to resume from last, towards the end of last year. Um, And one of the things for me that I have really embraced with my new travel style is to have more me time. Because generally when I travel myself, 90% of the time it's for work. It's for um, a work trip, which I've then extended a personal trip on top of. So for me, um, the biggest integration of wellness that I've started to do is making sure that instead of going there just for the work purposes that I'm traveling for is to have some time taking some extra days, um, which I'd never normally do. Um, Life's too hectic. I'm getting back to the office and getting back to day to day life. So those extra days that I've been taken to unwind relax. I've even started doing things like meditation and spa treatments when I travel because I I talk about it every day when I'm working, but actually doing it is a whole different ball game. So for me, it's really finding that me time. And Becca, how about you? You know, in a similar vein, most of my travel is for work. And even when I'm on a wellness trip or checking out a wellness property, it's really hard to not be like spa, check, meditation, check, you know, and you're sort of half in, you're half working, half experiencing. And I think, you know, coming out of COVID, I've started traveling a bit over the last year and I've really stopped doing that. I've stopped trying to multitask while I'm relaxing. So I think it's things like trying to clear my calendar before I go someplace to relax so I'm not, you know, answering emails while, you know, I'm supposed to be taking a moment. What I've started doing pre-COVID and what I've done throughout COVID and will continue to do is incorporating nature wherever I go, you know, just even if it's, you know, leaving a resort and going on a walk or getting up a little bit early and just sitting outside. For me, that's been like the biggest head clearer of the past few years. You know, I think, Becca, you kind of alluded to this about like your relationship with the way you approach wellness travel changing as a result of the pandemic. Like what are the ways that both of you have seen your relationship to wellness and wellness travel change as a result of what we've been going through the past two years? 
For me, the, the best summary that I can make about my relationship with wellness is that I've started to practice what I preach. Um, I, 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 as I said, I, I talk about it all the time. I'm, I mean, I live and breathe wellness, but do I actually do wellness? Um, so really for me, my relationship has changed because I've started to get a relationship personally, not just try and bring other people to wellness. In my day-to-day, obviously, that's my job. I'm bringing people to a wellness resort to get the benefits of what wellness can do. But actually, I'm so busy doing that that actually, when was the last time I sat down and I did a meditation class or I did do yoga or like Becca alluded to earlier, go out for a walk and just re-embrace with nature. Um, So for me, that time of lockdown where I was at home gave me the opportunity to sit back and really evaluate my... My lifestyle uh, which I have never done that before so lockdown for me was a blessing in disguise in, in many respects because it made me really look at I, I'm in a beautiful destination I, I live in St Lucia people come to St Lucia for their wellness vacations and I live here so what do I do to embrace it and I wasn't so for me it's building that relationship so I took the time to really embrace the natural environment of St Lucia um, but also eat healthier because I was at home I had time to prepare good food as opposed to grabbing something really quickly because I've left the office late and really sort of balance everything that I was doing so for me it was really it was really the way that I was changing that relationship to to actually be a relationship for me um, and I've carried that on so lockdown is over and it's now become so ingrained in my day-to-day life um, that I do go out for a walk I I got five dogs over Covid um, so <laughs> so so that's given me more of an excuse to go out and embrace nature and um, and really sort of connect with going outside and taking that time out. Before I pitch that question to Becca, what are the names of your five dogs? I have to know. <laughs> so I have a, a Kita German Shepherd called Milo. Um, I have a local stray called Frankie. I have two sisters, which are collie crosses called Scarlet and Lima. And I have a little poodle terrier called Allegra. Incredible. Okay, <laughs> Incredible. We, need to, we need to dedicate an episode to... Yeah. <laughs> To Becky and her dogs. Yes. Becca, how about you? To to ask you that question and to throw it to you as well, how have you seen that relationship change um, in what you're prioritizing as far as wellness is concerned? Well, it's hard to follow five dogs. But, um, you know, it's interesting. And I, I think about this a lot. I think the biggest change for me in terms of prioritizing different parts of of what I'm looking for in wellness and just, you know, how I'm approaching wellness travel. I think pre-COVID, I would take these trips and I would, in a way, sort of default to my comfort zone. Like I've done a ton of yoga throughout my life. So I would go to a place and I would take a yoga class. I enjoy a glass of wine. So I would go to a place that wasn't, you know, no booze. You know, I I was sort of repeating these patterns when I was at these wellness places. And coming out of COVID, I feel like I want something that's going to shake things up. I think I'm just so bored (laughs) with the past two years. And the world feeling smaller, routine feeling very, very, very much a part of the everyday that, you know, I want to go on a trip and I want to, you know, do like cross training or lift weights or, you know, really mix things up. And then the other thing, I have never really been a big group 
traveler and I really have missed people and the thought of doing a trip where it is more of a community or it is more of, you know, a group experience now sounds like super appealing to me in a way that I may have just been like, no, I'm good doing my solo thing. So those are probably the two biggest things, like really feeling ready to go outside of my comfort zone and push myself in different ways and being totally open to meeting new people and doing things in a group. I feel like, you know, over the past 10 minutes or so, we've covered a breadth of different experiences and choices from adopting five dogs to taking a walk to CrossFit. How would you define wellness, which is such a broad and sweeping term to yourself? What does wellness mean to you? For me, wellness is about balance. Um, and I think it's quite simple, really. It's overall well-being is more about having that indulgence as well as having that relaxation and that calming side. And we all live really hectic lives um, on a day to day. And I think as everybody's returning to whatever that new normal may be, people have gone through different experiences. So for me, wellness is about balancing. It's about making sure you don't go back into those old routines that were not necessarily the healthiest for you. I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience. As I said earlier, my balance was never very good. Um, and I've got myself to a point of having that wellness balance. I would second a lot of what you just said, Becky. I think it's really easy to sort of see wellness as fitness. And, you know, when you have limited time, I think sometimes fitness takes priority over balance and wellness. And then it just becomes one more thing that you're kind of cramming in and checking off. I do think during COVID, for me anyway, I have my fitness and then I have my <laughs> activities that I would consider more wellness. And sometimes it is like going on the slowest, most rambling walk in my neighborhood. You know, it's totally removed from fitness in a way that you know, feels different for me anyway, and feels very much about clearing space to think about nothing and just like, you know, a chunk of time where you're going easy on yourself and you're not, you know, beating yourself up for like not having, you know, sweated or, you know, like, <laughs> you know, successfully meditated. It's just time where you can 100% not have an agenda for yourself. You know, I think sometimes when, especially at least like when I go to the beach or I go to trips where I'm like, okay, you're going to relax. You're going to sit down and you're going to, maybe it's take the long walk. Maybe it's sit on my butt. Maybe it's do yoga. Like I find it really hard to like go from like New York lifestyle to chillin. Um, and I would love to know your tips or advice for going on a wellness trip or one that you're intending to be a wellness trip and ensuring that you're actually relaxing and taking care of yourself. I think a key component to that is making sure you're prepared for it before you go. Um, because if you go on a wellness trip and you've got um, a million emails coming through every day or people don't aren't aware that you're switching off, it's distracting you from really having that emotional disconnect from the outside um, to be able to reconnect again with yourself and actually have that wellness experience. And I think if you don't do that in advance, it's very difficult to do exactly like you said, Meredith, how do you switch off? How do you actually 
make it happen. And I think for some people, for me, I get more stressed if I don't check my emails at least once a day. But for me, what I need to do is I need to make sure that I do only do that once a day. I turn my work phone off once a day and keep that because then that makes me reassured. It's okay. I can enjoy myself because everything's okay. The world hasn't stopped turning. I can carry on sitting on the beach and reading my book and it, it's it's okay. Um, I also know other people. I've got friends who just think it's insane to even turn your phone on for the two weeks that you're taking a vacation. Um, so I think it really has to be what's right for you. But it's making sure that you're prepared for it before you go and making sure other people are prepared for it as well. So leave me alone. I'm going away for five days. <laughs> Let me have this time. Um, and I'll still check in and I'll still do things. But you've got to have the self-discipline to do that. You've got to be determined to have that wellness experience to make it actually happen. I'm so hypocritical saying this for the last God knows how long until recently. I was the worst person for this. I would go away on a wellness holiday and I would spend half the time sitting there checking my emails and replying to things. And did I get the benefit? Probably not. Maybe a little bit, but not not to the full extent. So I think that's a really good question. I think it's really important for anybody wanting that experience to really make sure that they're prepared to embrace it and do it right to get the benefit. I also feel like there needs to be some sort of bot that you can set up that like sends an email to your colleagues like I am actually not available like really not available and maybe this is just specific to <laughs> Americans it's entirely possible that it is but I feel like sometimes I can prepare as much as I can and then other people maybe just don't get the memo that I'm actually not available. <laughs> Nobody believes my out-of-office reply anymore because they just know, oh, it's okay, Becky's got her out-of-office reply, but it's okay, she'll reply. you got to <laughs> um, set so that precedent <laughs> early. Got to set absolutely. it early. Yeah, absolutely. Becca, how about you? How do you like actually make sure that you are taking the time to enjoy it? I know you mentioned like clearing your calendar and doing that kind of stuff, but when you're on the ground, what are you keeping in mind? Yeah, it's it's really tricky. It's sort of like, you know, when you're getting a massage and it's not until like the last 10 minutes that you finally relax. It's sort of the same with vacation. It's like you start relaxing on the last day. It's so hard, Meredith. I think what I've gotten better about doing, especially when it is sort of partially a work trip, is to not overbook myself. My default is I'm going to see everything and I'm going to do everything. And I run around like a nut. So I think it's maybe being a little bit more intentional with your schedule, you know, when you're on the ground. If you're the type of person that sees a wellness trip is hiking and then swimming with the dolphins and then getting a massage. And then, you know, it, it sucks to be like stressed out because you're going to be five minutes late for your massage. Like that's like a terrible way to relax. So I've gotten a lot better when I can to kind of um, scale back my relaxing events. And I think that has helped. I think something that is really coming through in this conversation is that wellness and how we choose to experience it or prioritize it is very personal and it's different for everyone. Becky, working with Sunswept, how do you and your team kind of find ways to personalize the experience for guests who may be seeking different things or have different amounts of anxious baggage to shed when they arrive? It's so true. Um, everybody, as I said, everybody's got a different journey as well. And at Body Holiday, which is our wellness resort, 
we have a huge extensive program for personalization everybody's been on a different journey in the last two years everybody's had a different experience so every single guest that comes to our resort has a different motivation to be there so what we try and do pre-arrival it comes back to what i was saying earlier about how to enjoy a wellness vacation is to is to make sure you're embracing it so we have um, a pre-arrival platform so any guests that's coming to us can actually go on there and if they want to they don't have to but they can go on and they can they can pre-schedule their appointments their spa treatments so alluding to becca's earlier point about not having to be rushing to a spa treatment you can plan your day we've got such an extensive offering what we find at the resort is that so many people get a little bit overwhelmed by it because there's so many different elements to what wellness can be it could be fitness it could be yoga and meditation it could be spa it could be swimming and snorkeling and there's just a whole diverse range of things to consider so we try and do the pre-arrival planning so let's get people into the mindset before they come to us so let us help create that journey uh, whether that be fully active whether that be come and do nothing let us ha- you still need to plan to do nothing um, because you need to know what you're coming to to be able to really embrace that we've actually got a whole team that's just dedicated to pre-arrival planning um, and then when they're on the resorts that then conveys into the resort team so when guests arrive our team knows Becky's here for a relaxation Meredith is here because she wants to go hiking every single day <laughs> um, and they will help make sure that if you haven't planned everything to the letter we know what you're coming for and just help really curate those experiences Becca, you know, one of the perks of your job as an editor at Traveller is getting to have these wellness experiences. And while you said that, obviously, you're always working and you're always one foot out of the experience thinking about how you're going to cover it or whatever. Is there a particular wellness experience or trip that's really stayed with you that you maybe also in the past two years you kept thinking back to? For sure. Similar to what Body Holiday does, the Four Seasons Sensei retreat on Lanai spent a lot of time kind of pre-trip communicating with me, finding out what I was interested in, a little bit of goal setting. And then when I was on property, you know, they kind of do an intake. And that experience, it was so considered and so tailored and sort of like what Becky was talking about with Body Holiday is it just felt like there was someone there that knew me a bit and knew what I was trying to get out of the experience. And they could really tailor my trip to what I was trying to do there and then make suggestions. And there was still a flexibility to sort of like, you know, oh, you want more of this? We can do more of that. And, you know, you're on Lanai in Hawaii. So, that stayed with me. Oh, and the sushi restaurant there is, is Nobu. So it's just like every single element <laughs> was so well done and so good. Um, so that has really stayed with me. And then right before COVID, I also was at the new Canyon Ranch in Woodside here. And it, it wasn't quite as smooth of an operation yet, but it was a lot of mind, you know, it was, it was some body, but it was a lot of meditation and a lot of, um, it was different a lot. There, there was some kind of group discussions and group meals, and that was really lovely. I've come back to that a few times as well. 
you know, I think we've given people a lot of reasons to book and like action plans for for when they go. And so I I think this might be kind of an obvious question, but just to wrap our conversation up, I'd love to know from your perspective, Becca, when you're looking at the trends in the industry and your perspective, Becky, looking at who's booking and how people are booking, like, can you both speak to why you think wellness travel is so popular right now? Yeah, I mean, I think people are booking wellness right now because it's a word that everybody's hearing. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are booking wellness without actually really knowing what, what they want to get. So we've talked a lot about personalization and that's that wellness journey. I think there is a lot of guests that we find don't know what that journey is. They just know they need to feel better. Um, and they're changing the dynamic of their day to day. And that doesn't look the same as what it did five years ago. People are traveling for wellness for different reasons. Um, and it's not just the traditional reasons that we think of with spa, fitness, etc. Um, I think there's a lot of other reasons that people need to travel. So I think that is probably one of the key things that we're seeing right now is that that journey is different for everybody. And it's really trying to make sure that what we're doing is helping people because they might not actually know what they want to do they're just seeing and hearing what's out there in the world but actually that's not necessarily the right thing for them um, they might think fitness is the way to get in their wellness journey but actually it might be yoga and meditation it's always interesting to see to see wellness trends and i feel like we're at a really exciting place right now where there's a big old hodgepodge and i don't mean that in a bad way you know, there's just a lot of options. And what was considered fringe five years ago, you know, there's like flipping green juices at like Walgreens practically in a good way. Wellness has entered our vocabulary in a way that it just hadn't 10 years ago. And things like sound baths and, you know, things that, that seemed really far out a while ago just are now kind of you know, you expect to see them on any spa menu. I think that's exciting. And I think that Medi Spa, which seemed for a while a little bit retro and a little bit, you know, extreme, is now we're seeing, you know, that be an option in more places too. So you'll have this really dynamic mix of offerings. Well, that sounds great, Becca. And it's so exciting to see so many places doing so much amazing work in the wellness space. Speaking of, Becky, if people want to keep up with Sunswept and Body Holiday, where can they find you on the internet? Yep, so you can go to bodyholiday.com and all of the details are all on there. And obviously you can book online and everything as well. Amazing. And Becca, if people want to keep up with your travels, where can they find you on the internet? At Becca Beck. <laughs> on Instagram. It's my handle. Perfect. I'm at Oh Hey There Mare. I'm at Lale Hannah. Be sure to follow Women Who Travel on Instagram at Women Who Travel and sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thank you both so much again for joining us and we'll talk to everyone else next week. Bye.